I went to Amazon and searched New Bible and found there many different translations, the ESV, NIV, King James Version, and more. What's the difference? Are they all true? Should I even care? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Um, As always, let's just start uh, right up top with the question that was submitted. It says, what are we missing in the translation? Uh, Most Christians don't speak or comprehend the original biblical languages, not to mention the numerous translations of the Bible. So what are we missing and should we worry about it? How far off into the weeds uh, can one get before becoming like the Sadducees in Mark 12, 24? Mm. Interesting question. That's right. There's uh, a lot there. Yeah, there, there is. There's several questions, and and I think the kind of like the main idea is is we're talking about uh, the translations, the different translations uh, of the Bible, as as you said up top. Like there's so many, right? The ESV, the King James, the New King James, the uh, NASB, the Holman's Christian Standard. We should probably like do a contest who can name the most, That's right? right. Uh, the New Living Translation. All, there's all kinds of translations of the bible um and i guess the question is really saying does this matter right should we care about the translation uh is one uh less true than the other we you know we say all the time on 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 here on the on the show that that the word of god is is our compass right for life as as christians it's our authority it's um kind of our definition of what is true yeah and obviously their translations yeah so you know how do we how do we navigate that? That's right. Um, and I guess you know for for you know people listening, if you don't know right off the top of your head, what what is that that passage Mark twelve twenty four and how does that how does that relate here? Right, Mark twelve twenty four. Well, uh, I, I'm glad that whoever submitted this you know refers back to it, and maybe it's because we just preached through Mark, and so maybe it's a question that was submitted based on listening to you know our, our series through Mark or whatnot. But, right. Um, but what it says, it's a rebuke that Jesus has given to this uh, uh, religious, this Jewish religious uh, uh, group called the Sadducees, mm-hmm. and uh, and he gives a pretty stern, stern warning to them. He said, Jesus said to them, "Is this not the reason you are wrong? Because you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God." Hmm. That, that's pretty like, whoa, yeah, he's saying, you don't know your Bible, yeah. you don't know the work of God in your life. You know, in, in other words, really accusing them of being unbelievers. Hmm. You, don't, you don't know the work of God nor the word of God in your life. And so uh, some background on that, the Sadducees, they uh, were this, uh, you know, a, a Jewish religious group of, you know, of Jesus' day um, that uh, only accepted the first five books of the Bible. Um, you know, at that point in Jesus' day, we only had what we know as our Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. Hmm. 
And, uh, you know, those 39 books there, they only accepted the first five, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Yeah. And so the other 34 books, the prophets and all that, they didn't believe were a part of the Word of God. Hmm. And as such, you know, what Jesus is confronting here is that they denied that there was no resurrection, that uh, once you die, you you know, there's no That's eternal it. life. Yeah, yeah. just psh, they you are annihilated. Hmm. Um, and, and that obviously affected their their beliefs and so when right. you they were rejecting whole portions of the word of god and mm. so jesus is like well yeah you believe what is wrong interestingly enough what he does in his if we were to keep reading he actually shows from the first five books of the bible that the resurrection is, is true is, is true yeah he, he he he's like you don't you don't even what you would accept as the word of god yeah. you don't so even they're even interpreting it exactly. incorrectly and yeah. that's interesting because so it's not it's not a translation thing it's back translation. back there there back then there was not <laughs> translations no so you're saying it's it's really that they only accepted these these first yeah. five books yeah. of the old testament yeah it's not a translation issue it's an authority issue yeah they were rejecting god's word and so it led to these issues which is a little bit different than the what the question here yeah. is getting at um i mean similar yeah i think there's, there's a there's a tie-in there that that i think the questions and aside of this kind of like idea of like how like when you start deviating off of scripture yeah how far you know like at what what point yeah. do we have to like you know draw the line right and i guess with you know for the question the it, it's saying well with translations where where's that line right. is there a line when right. it comes to the translations you know uh and i think this is a really good question because i think for all of us we've all uh experienced reading different versions and being like some sound like ancient old like uh what, what is that yeah, the, yeah exactly the 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 dark ages right. sounds like a you know you're reading a book out of there and then some sound like really casual yeah. you know something like the message sounds very right. conversational very uh you know like i'm just reading right. a book and a guy's just talking to me right there's well there's even like versions that are like the hip-hop version or street <laughs> and it's all like these hip-hop language you know real real street level type and you're like whoa, whoa, whoa what 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 do we got here so you're right there is there's kind of the spectrum that's out there yeah so i think to to kind of narrow the focus to have like a target that we're shooting for here today yeah. is let's kind of just maybe talk about the different the different uh the differences in these translations and what should right. we be aiming for right i yeah. think i think the the main thing is that as we've always affirmed is that the bible is the word of god yeah right and and obviously these the bible was not written in english right it wasn't yeah. it wasn't writ, written in english or in spanish i guess probably the two most popular languages here um yeah so you know how should we think about how should we yeah. uh go about picking a certain version right 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 yeah well th in order to answer that question like how do how do we go about picking a translation is you know well we have to understand like where this came from and so you're right the bible wasn't written in english nor yeah. spanish um the old testament was written primarily in hebrew mm -hmm. with a little bit of aramaic um and then the new testament was written in greek in koine greek not even like our modern english but yeah. a biblical what's known as koine greek a language that isn't uh, spoken today though there's a lot of similarities um but it is it is different so that, mm. that's what the scriptures were written in um 
you know, when Jesus was reading, he would have read, read, read his scrolls in the Hebrew and Aramaic of the past, unless he had a, the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Old Testament hmm. that was uh, around then. And so, uh, so you have these these old ancient languages. So you're right that most Christians don't speak. Yeah, unless you studied it. Unless yeah. you studied it. Yeah, <laughs> unless you went to seminary or something, or some people study it on their own or whatever. And that's that's good. Yeah. And there was really a reawakening of that in the time of the Reformation, of uh, going back to the original manuscripts or the most ancient uh, manuscripts available. And, uh, and that's still a work that's even being done today, that yeah. there are, are you know, scientists, archaeologists that are, um, are still discovering uh, you know, ancient works. Um, the most recent was the, the, uh, uh, the scrolls that they found in, you know, in Israel, um, yeah. the, uh, in uh, Qumran, in like the 1960s or something, I should actually forget the date. But uh, that was uh, that that was awesome. That yeah. those that that uh, actually affirmed what we have in some ancient manuscripts in there. And so they the scholars put that to work together and taking what we've had and how those texts were uh, were copied over the centuries and transferred uh, that we have now in those original languages. And then now what we have are are what we're talking about here is translations of then taking the ancient words and putting them into our modern language. And so um, here's here's just something else you should know as well. There's there's kind of maybe three categories that your Bibles, your English Bibles, fall into now. And these are just like kind the, of the translations. The translations, yeah. yeah that uh, that 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 those that are, the scholars that are translating it really work from. And so the first one is a paraphrase, and that's the most loose, uh, and that's the things like the message, the living Bible, some, you know, what we joked about, the hip-hop Bible and all that. Yeah. They're, they're not worried about the words and the grammar and all that. They're really, like, their main focus is readability. Yeah. Just that it, this is, you know, bottom shelf, any kid, anybody can understand it, um, and, uh, and, and then some. And then there's kind of the step up, which is the, you know, the dynamic equivalent or a thought for thought. Hmm. Um, versions like the NIV fall into this category, the NLT, the New Living Translation. Those ones fall into this, where it's uh, it's it, it's following the the grammar, the words, the sentences, the paragraphs of the original languages, but less of a focus on translating individual words and more of a thought for thought. Yeah. Um, and so there's a tinge of interpretive element in there that the yeah. translators there they are interpreting different things and and translating them. And then the most rigid or the word for word translations, the formal equivalent, are those like we use here at Redemption, the English Standard Version, the ESV or the NASB. Um, the I'd say the Holman Christian Holman's, Standard yeah. is, is is on that uh, uh, on, on on that side as well. Um, the King James is even in that. Uh, then now the new King James. Um, now there's, that was the original King James was translated cool. way back in 1611. Right. So and so since the English then, we use was different. Yeah. The yeah. English we used is different. And, and, and here's the thing also, which is why it's a, it's a still a great 
translation was historic and one that we should honor, not to the place, you know, where some like make it this idol and King James only and all that's gone way too far. Um, but even over the last 400 years, we have added so much by way of scholarship and uh, additional discovery of yeah. ancient texts that have uh, led to better translations in our more newer ones like the NASB and the ESV. And so those those translations really focus in on the on the words. You know, they yeah. still have to, um, you know, interpret certain like figures of speech, idioms, and things that you know we don't use anymore. You right. know, those those uh, expressions that have cultural you know uh, connotations that that don't necessarily translate over. And so, um, as best as they can, they keep those. Um, but sometimes they have to, you know, just for the sake of like. You know, like we, where we, they, in English, we might say it's our heart as like the center, right. you know, the, where this, the original word is actually bowels. Well, it's because <laughs> they, they, back in those days, that was, they, they understood the bowels as like the center of man's, you know, being, our right. personhood there. And, and, you know, that we've just changed that expression. Right. So it's not, it's not necessarily a. Sells more, yeah, the yeah, heart sells more. <laughs> right, right. You'll be like, wait, what? Um, and so it's, it's just unhelpful there. And so, but in those word for word, there is a, there is a, uh, a desire to have the utmost academic, scholastic, uh, uh, you know, accuracy mm-hmm. in each word. Um, and as best as we can, yeah. Um, and 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 yet to make it readable, right? Because that's where you can, you, you, where they can not be very helpful is if it's just if the English is uh, very stilted in how you're reading it, and right. it's, it's just abrupt and it doesn't flow very well. Yeah, I think I think a helpful analogy for for the listeners uh, and even for ourselves is, is kind of like the the quality. The video quality, our video quality now, you know, mm-hmm. like now we're in 4K, 6K, 8K, like Ooh. worlds, right? Yeah. Um, and, and if you think, you know, going back 10 years, 15 years, where we had standard definition and lower, you know, we get the same clip of those things, right? Something in standard definition versus something like in 4K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there there's, you know... The content kind of still comes across, yeah. But would you rather like see this fuzzy kind of like moving around things, or would you want the really crisp, yeah. all the detail, fully like you know, yeah. vivid colors, right? And I think that's a good way to kind of think about translations. Yeah. I, I don't think like read the Bible, yeah. <laughs> right? Whatever yeah. Bible you have, read yeah. it, yeah. right? I think that that's that's an important uh, like challenge to any of us. But I think we should want and we should strive to get the the crisp, clear, vivid yeah. colors, right? When yeah. when um, when at all possible, because right. I think that gives us uh, um, more to understand. It helps when we're studying like the words and mm-hmm. and just what is trying to be communicated. Because unlike other literature, where I think uh, in poems and and just in art in general. We have this tendency to to define the meaning, yeah. right? Author's intention is not as important. Like when you're listening to a song, yep. when you're reading a poem, when you're even when you're reading a story, uh, the author's intent is not as important as as your right. Life. What it means to me, well, yeah. How it makes and, me feel. And I think art is it's fine that that that's how it is, right? I think that's how it connects to a lot of people. But that's not how we should approach the Bible at all, right? The yeah. the author, the Holy Spirit, like had an intent yeah. to like 
had an intent an intended message yeah. right and so we should be striving to as best as we can figure out what is uh the holy spirit through the man that wrote this trying to say yeah and i think that's when we have to we have to admit the clear 4k picture helps a lot yeah it helps a lot more and we can like really uh put it under a microscope and really dissect yeah. what is what is happening here right yeah um so i think that's to say that i don't think it's heretical or wrong or terrible to read uh these other kind of more loosely translated yeah very very readable yeah. messages i mean yeah. translations but i think we should have this, this desire to want to see it fully clearly as yeah. clearly as possible as clearly right? as possible that's right that's right and uh you know and 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 i love that that um that picture you just gave us here because that that is so true we want to see it as clear as possible mm-hmm. um and 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 we want to get into the details and yeah. the senses and and yet also we have to be careful because we can get too far into the weeds even like this uh, question is getting at here yeah. um because we can be uh, we can go too far in and we can start to dissect all the little pixels right you right. know and, Pixel and peeping, uh, th- as they say yeah and and we can get in there and, and do that and 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 then get lost in it right and we don't actually see the full screen right and and then because of that little pixel or a section of pixels we've we we make some conclusions or some interpretations about a verse or like you're right. saying the uh, author's intended meaning and then we allow that to then filter how we you know see how everything. we how we see right. everything which isn't necessarily the case right, so there right. is a you know there's uh, I don't want to call it a balance, but we can't we can't dive in too deep. But we yeah. can look at that, but we have to be so careful that we we don't allow that then to be the whole lens in which we see the whole screen, but rather to step back, look at the whole screen, to take it in those chunks that uh, you know, understanding the whole flow of the book and the audience and everything, and not just you know. St- Pick, pulling out a verse because where that where that comes to play in the scriptures we can take like a whole verse out of you context, know context yeah. and it's like wait that's not what he's meaning by that at all or we can uh you know or we can get down into the you know the tense of a verb <laughs> in the greek and yeah. and and then build a, a whole interpretation off of that 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 the weight of that tense never was meant to carry right um and now that's that's assuming you know the languages and all that, but uh, we're we're just getting there, yeah. So. And, and, and so you know we kind of you know looking at the question here that was submitted, there's there's several parts of it, and we've we've started to address some. You know so. the, the Sadducees uh, situation, we we kind of addressed that. Yeah. The point of that is really we need to respect the authority yeah. of of scripture, yeah. right? And we've just finished talking about the different translations um, and kind of like the the gambit, the spectrum that they're on, right? This paraphrase where kind of the idea and and just but trying to really make it palatable to kind of the middle which is idea based like thought for thought where we're trying to where they're getting across the the ideas but again words start to get a little bit uh you know interpreted and then you get the stricter ones which are really word for word and and you've said this before that that translated is probably not the best word but you said transliterated uh that like like they make it some words are transliterated. Yeah, some words are transliterated. And and if you speak multiple languages, uh, I speak Spanish, and even in Spanish to English, there's some words that just aren't, aren't there's not direct translations. And like you said earlier, there's a lot of idioms that in English, you know, 
yeah. don't translate like my my grandparents would not understand me translating it's raining cats and dogs like yeah. if you translated that to spanish you just sound insane you know <laughs> no one's what? like oh it's raining really hard outside yeah and again because the bible's written yeah. in in these different languages even these word for word translations um kind of translate that as yeah. as best as possible right. to to the english right, right? to right. the english right um so then that leaves us kind of with this last section right here in the middle that the question says is like so what are we missing and what should we, we missing? worry about it right. you know which i think that there's a good that like there's there's a good sentiment there right mm-hmm. because we want like we're saying we want to see the clear picture we want to yeah. as best as we can try to understand what mm-hmm. we're what the word is saying to us yeah um so with this translation uh kind of obstacle yeah is are there stuff are there things that we're missing and, and should right, we worry right. about it? Right. We could boil it down. It's like, you know, just can I trust the English yeah. Bible that I have in my mm-hmm. hand? Yeah, you know, the that most of us all carry here, um, you know, or have digitally. Can I can I trust this? Is it reliable? And uh and and the answer I would say is yes. Yeah. You know, if you're using a reputable translation, you yeah, it is it is trustworthy. It yeah. is the word of God. Um, um, you know, the, the question that began with what are we missing in the translation? Well, it, it really asks, like, well, what translation are you using? You know, yeah. and every church makes a decision on that. We, like we've said at Redemption, we use the English Standard Version because it is a reliable uh, word-for-word translation that is also readable. Mm. You know, that is in our modern English, and it, uh, it, it is easy to read. It's easy on the ear, and it's, you know, it's not, uh, it's not difficult or labored as you read through it. And so, um, you know, so that that depends on what you're missing in the translation. You know, if you're yeah. using a, you know, a lesser, you know, thought for thought or even a paraphrase, well, you're missing a lot. You're mm-hmm. missing some senses. You're missing, you know, it's kind of getting clouded as to, you know, the original languages. Um, but if you're if you if you hold in your hands, you know, an ESV and NASB Christian Standard Bible, those you you don't have to fear that you are, you know, somehow missing, uh, you know, the the opportunity to understand the clear meaning of God. Yeah. You know, that because you don't read uh, Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic, that you are somehow deficient or uh, hamstrung in your ability to read the Word of God. Yeah. Now, you, you, you can obviously be very helped, and, you know, to those that have the, you know, the time and the ability and all that, I would say, yeah, by all means, learn those languages and get into it. But, uh, but you don't have to necessarily. Uh, feel like you are an insufficient Christian or unable to understand the Word of God because you don't know those languages. God in His kindness has given us some great, very trustworthy scholars. Right. You know, who are godly men and women who are, you know, very smart, very trained, who take seriously the responsibility that they have in the translation work and, and have, you know, come up with this and collaborated and worked together you know with a whole team of people and and uh, you know these these translations have stood the test of time and all that so you don't you don't have to worry about the reliability yeah. of that you know you're not going to get into a, a, a spot like the sadducees and where jesus is warning you based on the translation that you hold in your hand right you know it, the, now if you have that and you're rejecting portions of it you're like well you know that was okay you know what uh, what jesus said there but i'm just gonna kind of like that's not for us today you know that's not you know that was just a cultural thing we don't necessarily have to uh, abide by that that's that's where you run into the risk of being rebuked by jesus but 
not because you're missing something in the Bible in which you hold. It's that you're likely rejecting something that right. is in the Bible. That, and and, and if we're answer. and if we're talking of you know even taking a a, a step back further back mm-hmm. and just speaking of the reliability of Scripture, yep. the the Bible is the most uh, reliable oldest like yeah. piece of literature that we have like not even like in the in the church like in the secular world like it is the amount of copies that they have right. and the accuracy between the copies like yeah. i'd encourage you to just go research that and you will find uh scholars outside of the church yeah this is a very very accurate piece of literature right. that we have right right and, and compare and if you start to compare it to to the other works like you know homer's iliad aristotle's teaching also you got to also remember they were also not speaking english at those times right yeah those those manuscripts are also translated and 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 put into english and the different yeah. modern languages and yet still the bible's manuscripts are the most yeah. like it outnumbers the amount the copies of, of these old older manuscripts uh and they're so accurate between each other right and so i think that just speaks to like like this is god's hand and work since the beginning yeah. of like giving us his word yeah. and so we we should be confident knowing that like he has been doing this and we yeah. can trust that like you said the bible that we have in our hands it's yeah. for us to uh yeah. to to like ingest as best as we can and as right. much as we can right right and we don't also this isn't necessarily the the nature of the question but this is tied to it is you don't have to worry that maybe there's a book of the bible that's not in your bible yeah like there's you know there's there's always those conspiracy things that pop up and other books and things that come you know like the lost gospel of thomas or the gospel yeah. of mary or things you know that that uh, get get brought up you know things like that and you can you can rest assured that god in his sovereignty yeah. god in his goodness to us um you know the faithfulness of past generations in the church have preserved the word of god uh, so that the 66 books, the 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, are uh, you know the are, are the Word of God, and they've yeah. been preserved through the generations for us today. And so, you know, when all that stuff comes up, and you know, it makes for great movies. You know, the Da Vinci Code and all these like <laughs> right. you know secret societies that are out there that have uh, you, you know that have held on to these secret books or have been you know had some agenda to to you know to keep it out of the Scripture or whatever like. That's, that's that makes for good movies, but it's just simply not true. Um, uh, despite what you know, often talked about, and that's a, a different one, but uh, or a different podcast for us. Um, but to the point here is like you can rest assured that you know the sixty-six books that you have, if you're using a great English translation like the ESV, the NASB, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, those ones that those are those are great translations. Yeah. Um, even even ones like the original NIV and the NLT, those aren't bad translations. And we can make a case for well, if you're using that, why not use one of these other ones? Um, but uh, you know, we at Redemption we made a decision to use the ESV. Mm-hmm. You know what we preach from, what we encourage you know our leaders to use. Um, we use it with our kids ministry because of its reliability and its readability. Yeah. It's a word-for-word translation, and it's very easy to read no matter what your language. My, my eight-year-old son, who's in second grade, he reads the ESV because it's it, he, it's easy enough for him to, to read. There's yeah. some words that he has help, you know, pronouncing and all that, but it's easy enough for him, and, you know, someone who's studying it all day, um, 
it's it's a f- fantastic translation, the one that you can trust. That's like I said, reliable and readable. Yeah, and I and I think really like the the summary of of what we're saying is kind of if you haven't if you haven't ever you know look at reading those word for word translations right mm-hmm. like like I said the that analogy of the high quality like none of us like on our phones or on YouTube are just going to stay on that that standard definition right on that yeah. 360p when we see that 4k we're hitting it you yeah. know what i mean right. why because we want the clarity we want yeah. the crispness and really that's what these translations these word for word translations really offer is is just uh, a clarity um in in what is is being uh conveyed in in the scripture right Right. So rest assured today, believer, that uh, the Bible you hold in your hands is the living word of God, one that is trustworthy, reliable, sufficient for all your needs in Mm. life and godliness. That is the very word of God to you, for you, for his glory, revealing all that he's done and uh, presenting to you the way that you are to be saved and sanctified. It is a good, good book. Amen. Well, Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it.